0: This is a a treat for fans of Hunkering Down with Peter Schorsch. This is, I guess, the Memorial Day Special Edition. Uh, Joining us now is the Bureau Chief of Politico, Florida, Matt Dixon. Matt, how are
1: you? Good. I've been practicing hunkering down my entire life. I got that hunkering down belly.
0: (laughs) It's a Wisconsin thing, right?
1: Yeah, no, it is. uh, My body is a temple for hollow calories and shame.
0: I was in dry January and February, and I was starting the year so good, and then like depression set in. Like I don't know, like four weeks into into the pandemic, and I'm just like, all right, I'm drinking again. And no, no, I
1: I will say it's cut down on that for me. Yeah, but drinking's a social sport for me, so bars closing die. I've never been someone to really drink much at home, so I will uh, I will say uh, that there has been one health element to it. I'm 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 doing that less.
0: Yeah, you're the kind of opposite. You enjoy the. I'm going to go have some beers down at the bar, watch yep. the Packers, watch that, nice. episode, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm more of a social drinker than sit on my couch and uh, drink the sorrows away sort of guy.
0: Are you saying that that's... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm more like turn on Inception or or the trailer to Inception, watch it again and again, and be depressed, Michelle.
1: Sort of, sort, of, sort of burrow into your own mind.
0: Yeah, and she just like she just knows she's like oh my god it's gonna be one of those nights and she just <laughs> knows it's gonna be like inception into interstellar then maybe over to D- dunkirk and then wow yeah it's just and like the new trailer just dropped for christopher nolan's next film tenet um and like the big argument is whether or not it's gonna be shown in theaters like and he has said
1: yeah yeah, right
0: uh, yeah he wrote an op-ed like this has got to be in the movies. We got to get back out there. And so whenever I watch like a trailer like that, I'll first of all, I'm gonna get off the phone or get off this with you. I'll watch a trailer about seven hundred times between now and whatever else I have to do, and it'll just I can just see the rest of the day just lost <laughs> to Christopher Nolan at this point. so
1: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, thattis the season. I well, it is the quarantine season, I suppose. I mean, you know, we're all uh, we're all getting lost here.
0: People are, are, you know, I'm sure people, um, no, I don't think that they're surprised, but I, I don't think people know that you and I, I don't know, I don't want to say we have a witty repartee, but, you know, we, outside of the political universe, we have been known to enjoy each other's company uh, on a social level. And I think, you know, giving who I am on Twitter and your and who you are on Twitter, I think that sometimes surprises people.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you can afford to join an organization that had conventions with media panels, you've seen it. You've seen us do this before, you know. So it's, uh, I mean, that's that's sort of uh, the the convention that I do miss the convention circuit, you know. Some, <laughs> um, you know, some some, you know, a, a crappy plate of food in a large convention hall waiting to go up there and crack jokes. I mean, that's uh, and then then everyone meeting at the hotel bar afterwards. I mean. If 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 Matt Dixon was a zoo animal and the little plaque outside my my cage would say that's my natural habitat, the hotel bar, you know?
0: <laughs> we're missing this is like our season. Like, you know, I know, so excited, I know like and and here's the worst part, is like we have the same people asking us to do these panels. They're like, Can you do our Zoom panel? And we're like, Man, I was only doing your panel yeah. for that room at the Renaissance Sea World. I, yeah. I I don't wanna I don't actually wanna do the panel.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, the, the facilities aren't nearly as nice at the zoom in, you know.
0: Right. So I think I've got, uh, God, I've got like a big one. Um, I've got a couple, and then I've got like a big one, and it's like on a Saturday morning. Um, yeah, it's Saturday, June 13th. It's Money, Power, and Influence, but it's a really good group by USF that has us, and it's me, Bascom, Mike Corcoran and Cesar Fernandez and it's, oh, it's nice it's a good panel
1: so what's what's Cesar doing on that Cesar Fernandez doesn't belong in that group
0: well I needed a Democrat <laughs> first of all I, I,
1: I'm, I'm saying that assuming he listens to this
0: <laughs> he's been on uh, so I don't know if you know if you've read like Cesar like he hasn't left his apartment yeah. like All started. like his wife is a doctor or medical student or whatever he has been like he's bought in on everything and he, like, I think he's on day 58 or something of having not left his Miami uh, condo or whatever. Oh, um, uh, yeah.
1: I, poor guy can't leave his Miami condo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 While he uses his, like, leftover Uber credits that he still has to, like, have food delivered to him. Yeah, oh, right. Man. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, how's, uh, so... One of the stories, you know, you you were supposed to be Mr. Anna Sabalos uh, by now, right?
1: Yes, yes. No, I. Uh, we were supposed to get married May thirtieth, actually coming up, and like everyone else, uh, it uh, got canceled. Now it's uh, end of September, so it's a bummer. But there are uh, certainly people in a lot worse situations than us. Everyone uh, was fairly accommodating with moving the dates and the hotel worked with us, so. It was a uh, it was a pain in the butt, and we're sort of unhappy about it. But in the whole scheme of what's going on across the globe, it's a uh, small peanuts.
0: I was I was happy to uh, move the date because I, I hadn't got the invite yet, and I just assumed uh, that it had
1: been. Uh, I, I, I i I must have sent it to one of your other houses.
0: <laughs> and so I should be available then for that one. So. Uh, hey. um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that one. Um, hey. Um, so you had a big story, to, or not? it wasn't a big story, it was a long story, big topics. Uh, I think, was it the first time you got the cover of Politico magazine?
1: Yes, yes, it was my first, uh, first, first magazine, so it was a lot of fun.
0: It was, um, you basically went headlong into the upcoming 2024 expected primary between three Florida men, Ron DeSantis, Rick Scott, and Marco Rubio.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, we we threw threw Gates in there too, just because he's getting attention, and sort of the the a lot of the sort of conservative media ecosystem has has talked about his chances. So we figured if we're going to have Florida, we, we threw him in there as well. So the three you mentioned were kind of the focus, but I would I would certainly throw throw Matt Gates in the conversation as well, just because he's getting a lot of attention. You know, the the red states of the world.
0: We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, overall, but clearly the the takeaway quote is. The president thinks Rhonda DeSantis eats like a pig. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that it doesn't matter. You could have put the the nuclear codes embedded in that story, and it or,
1: uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the Billy Corbin graphic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, there was a few people who who mentioned that. I mean, we tried to get two or three, pe- almost everything in there. At least two people said um, so. Yeah, there were there were a few people who noted uh, the the table manners etiquette. So we uh, we had to get it in there.
0: I, I've, I will say I've heard that story from from other people that the president uh, has walked. Um, he's like, I guess one anecdote I heard was is that like the president saw DeSantis on television and was like, like made some sort of fat shaming comment uh, mm. about this and this is I I heard that you know I guess maybe at the very beginning of uh, the DeSantis administration um, that that and i i kind of you know yes because it just got a little bit stockier and i'm i'm not no one to to cast judgment it does look like he got a little tighter during the pandemic
1: yeah no, i i mean at the uh, of uh of of all of our our reporting and commentary on the governor i, I generally avoid the white ones that's really uh you <laughs> know the the uh the, the the table manner stuff was uh was as you've heard as well i think as you know something people talk about but uh I will. Uh, I, I will steer clear. Uh, is is someone with a Midwest belly himself? I'm gonna. You know, I'm I'm gonna pass on that one. I'm not. I'm, I know it's not the best to sell some podcasts here, but I'm just gonna take a pass there.
0: <laughs> I mean, there is no more perfect belly. Like I have a big belly, but nobody has a better perfect big belly than your dad. Like his. That I mean, that's not come easy. It is shaped perfectly. I mean, yeah. like. It's built on Milwaukee's feet best, right?
1: No, uh, Miller High Life actually. That's the, <laughs> that's that's the that's the brand of choice in the Dixon household and the uh, the brand I grew up on. Um, all
0: right. So on a scale of one to ten, one being they're not going to run at all, ten being they are they're running for sure um, of the three. So give me a number on Rubio. Uh, maybe reporting right
1: now yeah 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 maybe i uh, i would say six-ish i mean i think there's a real chance but the way we kind of try to describe it is there's tears i think scott and desantis are, are are without question sort of the leaders in the 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 you know the, the the rumor mill and then rubio is certainly there but just maybe down a little bit you know i i think there's more of a people are still asking if he missed his moment in 2016 and this if he, if he can you know sort of capture lightning in a bottle again um so that, that he's, I'd say six, seven being high,
0: and then the other two. Yeah, I mean, not, something like a nine.
1: I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think especially with the Corona. I mean, the his relationship with the president was was you know shaky for a while there, and I think he's fully, fully, fully back embraced in Trump world with some of the the tactics and the communication and the messaging changes that that we've seen. Um, So I think, you know, and being in line with the president going into any Republican primary is exactly where you want to be. So I think if we're talking the coronavirus conversation should absolutely be focused on health care and unemployment. But if we set that that understandable focus aside for a second and talk just about the politics, I think DeSantis has, you know, hurt himself. He's lost Democrats. That that uneasy truce he had with Democrats is gone. But I think he's in a good place with Republican primary voters, probably better than better place than he was when it started.
0: All right. One of the things that I've kind of said, and I don't mean to be repetitive here, but I've said, unlike um, unlike other elections, it's really hard to look past November 2020. You kind of knew, you know, you knew in 16 that you were going to have uh, Adam Putnam and Gwen Graham running. You knew in 14 you were going to have Hillary Clinton running. And, and it's really hard. You know, 2022, obviously, DeSantis runs for reelection. But I guess the thing that I don't know, and everybody keeps saying, they keep basing their analysis on, all right, if Trump wins, well then the Republicans are screwed because it's the it's the third cycle of a presidential election. If Biden wins, then DeSantis is in great shape because it'll be the first, you know, it'll be like 94 for Bill Clinton. And I kinda say to all of that, I just and I I'm not saying it's wrong, but I do feel like the rules are different now. Like yeah. you know, like Trump is Trump. I could see where if Trump wins re-election and defies the odds and there's millions of people unemployed and somehow he wins re-election, he's a history to fire. I could see where he somehow builds out his majority just be, or builds out the majority in the Senate or whatever. I just – again, I'm not making a prediction. I just – I think it's wrong to make predictions based on historical trends when you're dealing with Trump.
1: Yeah, with uh, – the- Precedent doesn't a traditional precedent. I agree. I don't think matters to the the extent. I mean, we have the most untraditional president in the history of the country. So I think it would be silly to not sort of extrapolate that out and say that that trend lines in sort of prognostication in the, the you know the predicted you know slices of, of the political world aren't going to be impacted by that. Um, you know, he's he's done everything untraditionally. So if he wins re-election, which is still I think certainly a real possibility. Um, you know the, the the traditional every other cycle, you know, trend lines aren't going to aren't going to be the same. They can't, you know, they, they might be, but I guess I should lean with you and say predictions are kind of stupid in th- this moment in time.
0: Um, what do you think about Biden in Florida right now? I I, I have a feeling we're kind of on the same page. Um, I don't want to say it feels like Bill Nelson all over again, but it just feels like. The Republicans are really good at at finding, you know, a little bit, little margins, you know, like shaving off a few Hispanic voters or picking up a city that they shouldn't, like uh, Jacksonville against uh, Charlie Crist. Um, and I just, it just feels like Biden's got his work cut out for him here. I know it's close. I get the shale argument. I know the numbers. We all know the are numbers. But I just feel like. You know, if you roll the dice again, it's going to be Yahtzee for the Republicans.
1: Uh, I, well, I mean, if, if Florida's proven that time and time again, the, the the ability for Florida Democrats to lose close elections is unrivaled. If, if losing close elections were an Olympic sport, they'd be gold medalists. <laughs> so. But it's I, I was I mean the the story I wasn't involved in the reporting. it was done out of our, our our DC office, but there was there's already been the stories about Biden's Hispanic voter outreach operation. And it, and it feels like those stories for prominent Democrats that happened. Uh, my colleague uh, the the political reporter who would not be named Caputo wrote one in about um, Bill Nelson um, back when he was running. and it just feels like every cycle, there is you know somehow they keep dropping the de- democrats that is keep dropping the ball in an area that would seemingly be a you know sort of a one yard line easy touchdown for them and it's just that that's you know and you're right there is a bit of a rinse repeat element to it i mean that said i you know i think he's up here and to our earlier point he he's running against you know the the calculus running against an incumbent president is just different because we're in a pandemic and this president's different so who knows? But, uh, you know, if you if you want to apply what's happened in the past few cycles to what is going to happen in November, it's, you know, Democrats are going to lose by less than a point.
0: Before we get meta and talk process stuff, let's get meta and talk Caputo or I'll just talk because you know, I know you don't want to acknowledge any of it. But it's like so as I'm watching the last dance, which did you watch the last dance with the Jordan? I did, I, I, I,
1: I'm not. Uh, I didn't watch him live. I'm about I think I'm maybe I have three left. So I'm watching it, I'm into it, but I, I, I haven't seen everyone yet.
0: I, I thought a lot about Caputo, like, when, and I'm not saying I'm Michael Jordan or he's Michael Jordan or I am say it, but just... Sounds like you're about to say that a little. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're saying you're the Michael Jordan of Florida politics.
1: Right, right. I'm going to go Bill Wennington.
0: <laughs> and so, I just, just the way Jordan hates, you know, the still... Reminds me of both me and Caputo. Like, you know, everybody always wants to say things like, oh, I'm over it. I don't think about that. And I'm not saying Caputo thinks about this or, or thinks about me. He, But he hates with the same intensity and passion and uses it as a motivation, as do I. And I thought about just how I just love that. I keep going back to that about the way Jordan finds the smallest, slights. Yeah. And, and Mark has said, like, you know, him and Gary uh, will say, I think one of their mottos is, You know, no slight too small. Now they use that more towards like you know, if you don't give them a press release, your campaign will never get coverage from Mark. You know, uh, no no
1: no slight too slight.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, And I will say also, you know, and it it's based on kind of the Last Dance. I and I've said this again and again on this pod. I miss Mark being in the, echo sphere of the Florida media because I do feel like. Um, you know, there's, you and I do what we do. First of all, you and I are both so busy with our products, whether it be newsletters and so forth, whiteboards for you. Like right. it's harder for us to, like when Mark, Mark can really write. He can really take a story out for a walk. And I'm not saying, and you're a gifted writer, uh, but he just has that ability where the right. I mean, leads are so strong and everything like that. And I just wish there was a little more Poetry about DeSantis, uh, about the criticism of DeSantis. Like, I love the piece he wrote, you know, and everybody noted it. The top of um, of the Politico nightly on coronavirus. He talked about Florida man. Um, yeah, and, I am, and sure. it, it was trademark Caputo and his ability to synthesize things down um, in a way, you know, that it takes me 400 tweets. And, you know, so uh, uh, I miss him for the for the legitimate uh, news value that he, or news coverage
1: value that he brings to the, the process. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a, he, <laughs> I, know. Uh, I, I know, yeah, I mean, it's this, this is a dynamic I want nothing to do with. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, you, I'll let you go ahead.
0: If you If you dare agree with anything I have just said. I agree. Oh, no, I, I, oh, no, I, I
1: mean, I, I agree. Certainly Florida's political ecosystem is better when he's a major part of it. I'll certainly agree with that. Um. All right,
0: let's talk meta about the press corps right now is the it it feels like half of the coronavirus battle is between Ron DeSantis and the Miami Herald editorial board like it feels like you know that or at least they are 25 percent of what they dole out is against you know it's they'll give us updates on you know debts and stats and unemployment and then the rest of it is about how the editorial board wrote something terrible about DeSantis and how wrong they are. What is the deal? What? I mean, does this stuff matter to the to what's going on? I mean, you are you you're very good at cutting through. You know that I'll just keep diving inside, inside, inside. Does any of this matter that this this running feud that he has with the
1: media? Well, I mean, oh uh, well, the the media in general. well, the editorial boards, I think is just a base play. Going after an editorial boards a loading fruit sort of thing. Um, you know, they're supposed to have opinions. obviously, you know, we, we generally know the, the political leanings of, of any editorial board, which they're, they're totally welcome to do. But going after an editorial board on Twitter is just to, you know, rev up, you know, a, a rev up like the Evan Powers of the world and, and you know, sort of get that, that Twitter and that social media echo going. The, the larger fight with the media, I'm not sure, you know, impacts them or matters politically matters for the free flow of information i mean essentially this administration is totally shut down it's public records element they hardly even respond to questions anymore it doesn't doesn't have to be a, a public records request it's a um you know you ask a basic question and you don't even get a response i got two in the past week where i just sent out questions uh, fairly innocent i'm not working on anything terribly damning at the moment didn't even respond so um, I don't know that politically it matters for the governor, but I just uh, I, I think if uh, you think public service matters and you, you you think you should release the public the taxpayer public documents that you are now in charge of, you know I think the way they're handling this is 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 nearsighted and certainly not good for the state.
0: I um so and I've talked about this, but like our world has been very different for the last two and a half months because and I know most news organizations are facing this. The traffic is through the roof, uh, and I've told people like our traffic is about three and a half times what it is during an election day, or election month, um, and that you know, and everybody's working seven days a week. And I, I also believe that our work, you know, for the first time, it maybe actually matters that it isn't about tweets against Anthony Sabatini or Mike Hill or whatever. And to that, like, so last night Renzo Downey, you know, Ernest sure. it kind of figures out. Like, I guess there's a glitch. Um, he, he listened to the Randolph-Bracy press conference. I don't know if anybody else did. But basically, there has something to do with that order that DeSantis gave about uh, not having to certify every two weeks. Right. Like, he couldn't do that. Like, because yeah,
1: yeah no, I remember, I remember the story. It's very good.
0: And, but here's the thing. It's such a serious issue. I'd love to at least get some acknowledgement or response from the governor's office about it. And I know that they don't want to walk it back now because it was like one of the big things, you know, letting people not have to certify. And they will they they will they will look kind of bad for when it's borne out that way. But all the people that are Googling unemployment and certification, et cetera, are going to come to Renzo's story, hold that up as, you know, what they need to do. And we really don't have a you know official work, because they don't answer just basic blocking and tackling questions, so that's, and that's what's most frustrating right now.
1: No, they've uh, in this regard. And when I say this, I I don't mean the policy decisions. I simply mean the mechanics of the administration. They've clearly made the decision it's best to not operate in good faith. I mean, there's just no argument. I don't even think they would argue against that. I mean, when when you when you have communications, folks, I mean the communications director makes $164,000 a year and doesn't respond to emails. I mean, how is that good faith? It's just right. not. And and, and and again, I'm not talking policy. I'm not having a, a, this is an argument about stay-at-home orders. I'm simply, you know, saying, you know, returning emails, you know?
0: No, I mean, I remember, like, like Scott Powers had this, um, he had that story kind of early on on DPDR uh, about cocktails to go. and. Yeah. They walked it back twice based on the reporting. And we got bar owners from Melbourne and Jacksonville. Hey, I just read your story. Am I allowed my right. cocktails to go? And we're like, yes. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, we're like, oh, no. And now I'm calling them. And then two hours later, you know, they're like, no, 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 go ahead. And I'm like, this isn't a way <laughs> that you set policy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, well, when I get it uh, on contentious stories, that's always been the case. Like, that's not new. If you're working on something that they don't like or remotely investigative there's going to be an inherent tension what's new here is you know sending an email saying hey just want to confirm today is tuesday and not getting a response that that that's that's a new element here if you're working on something you know some some you know a heater i get it there's always been a tension that exists with that but it's just now all elements of this which is uh, becoming obviously a point of frustration for all of us
0: um let's go down the ballot a little bit it was kind of I, it's I Where do you think campaign season is going to be? Because I'd love, you know, I'm going to, my job is to sell campaign ads. And so I want, you know, this to be the busiest season ever. But, you know, clearly there aren't enough, there aren't enough games on the board for that to even happen in a lot of ways. But, you know, you get a thing like Senate District 29 and, you know, you add two more games to the program. And, you know, it's, I, I feel like it could heat up a little bit. What do you think? looks like this. Uh, I, I think even before
1: coronavirus, it was going to be a relatively slow election cycle in Florida. I mean, presidential is obviously a presidential. But in 2018, there was, you know, way more. There was even, you know, the state Senate races were hotter. There was two statewide. There were all the statewide races um, in Florida, non-presidential cycles, unless a a, a Florida candidate's involved. Aren't, aren't necessarily as, as busy as the, the the midterm cycles. And I think, I, I, I thought it was gonna be a slower cycle even before this, and now it's basically, you know, cut down to a halt. I mean, unless you want to put a reporter on the Joe Biden basement gaffe beat, it's just, um, you know, there, there, isn't a, there aren't rallies to cover, the messaging is all identical. I mean, you can only cover so many daily Senate Democrat press calls hammering DeSantis. I get what they're doing, it. don't get me wrong. You, you, you need to keep your message out there, you need to keep it consistent. But from a coverage standpoint, it's 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 the slowest thing that the slowest cycle I've ever covered you know by by, by magnitude and it's uh, not even our main focus I mean Politico's main focus would be politics and campaigns but without question you know but the, the next thing right now if this were a normal time it would be politics and campaigns the next thing we cared about would be you know way down the list but right now that we just obviously can't do that and there's less to cover so that's um you know I think kind of defining what we're seeing right now
0: is it where is Politico Florida's, um, you know, place in the world right now in terms of, because it is a ambiguous, like, what have you guys had to do to adjust to, you know, the new normals? Like, you know, right now, if it was normal, our playbooks and your, and my sunburn and your playbook, it would be, you know, uh, campaign, uh, well, it would be like, you know, after Memorial Day, it would be uh, seven new candidates and uh, this new ad is coming out and we heard that this person got hired up. But that's clearly not where we're at right
1: now. I don't know. no. no I mean, it's. Uh, I, I mean, it's building your day around a briefing, and if there's going to be one um, outside of any sort of enterprise or records work that that you know media outlets are doing, it's you know your 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 day begins and ends. Well, your day doesn't begin. I shouldn't say end, but the the real crux of any daily reporting begins when that press release hits. When the the Desantis press conference right now is the show for 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 what we do. We, you know, some days they're newsless. They're just sort of a you know, yelling at the clouds and, and sort of ticking off some of the numbers that he's repeated over and over again. But other days, there's a lot of consequence there. And building um, building a daily coverage plan is generally based on 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 those briefings at this moment in time. You know, and know, if they come at five o'clock, it's you know it's a, it's going to be a late night and a, a boring day. But um, you know, the, the the briefing is the ball game right now for for from a daily coverage perspective
0: and you hate this i'd imagine i mean not i mean obviously we all hate coronavirus but this is not what i know matt dixon likes to do right i mean you're oh, yeah
1: i mean the, the yeah the shutting down of the, the not fulfilling the record requests and stuff like that that's definitely uh uh hampering the ability to do the sort of reporting our life but we're in the middle we're in the middle of a you know I, I get it i i don't have any problem covering briefings or anything it's certainly not the that you know the, the the stuff that gets me up excited in the morning but um uh, there'll be there'll be time for that. I mean, the law the law is the law. Eventually, we're going to see the stuff we want. Uh, all right. So let
0: me. Uh, I'll we'll land. I mean, I mean, I could talk sports with you, but you know, I mean, what I mean, um, uh, you you got to be kind of excited if baseball comes back, right? The Brewers. Oh, I
1: mean. oh yeah, no, no. Um, I'll I, I take any you know any sport. I mean, outside of I, I I can't. I mean, even though we don't have sports, I can't really get into NASCAR. So. We've had some of that coming back, but that's not my thing. Um, you know, golf be interesting. Baseball back would be great. But, the, sh- the you know, the, the big thing we're all waiting for is uh, if there's going to be a football season. You know, everything else I would love to have, but that would basically just kind of be holding me over to a football. So that would be, uh, I think, the real taste of normalcy. You know, like the the, the, the the world returning to normal, you know, the sports world, as they say, the, the planet healing itself with, with football coming back. So that's the announcement I'm certainly eagerly awaiting.
0: Is it, um, I mean, I know the answer to this, but it's gotta be interesting being like engaged and, um, you know, hunkered down, you know, in a way it's like, uh, Michelle, that was our like favorite talk was, cause it's, everything's new and fun and you know, you're getting to know each other. I mean, yes, you're getting to know a lot about each other, you really right. know, uh, but it's it's a good time, right? I mean, it's a
1: well. She's sitting in the she's sitting in the other room, so I'll just say she's a phenomenal cook, and she's there's <laughs> no one I'd rather be quarantined with. It's honest of honest of Ios quarantine meals, and her her jokes are funny. She's the best writer I know, and that's uh... hear that. <laughs> what is she? Uh,
0: what's she good at cooking? I mean, is it the uh, is it the home country? or we getting,
1: getting a lot? Of... I don't know. I mean, oh, it's, I, I love Mexican food, and she, you know, she she cooks. Her her mother cooks phenomenal Mexican food and it's uh, she's she's taking that torch,
0: Matt. We know you love Mexican food. Um, all right, my three questions that I ask everybody. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I almost forgot them. I was looking at a tech that, that's a problem when that's one of the problems with Zoom. It's like you do catch other things on the screen, you're like, Oh, uh, so over here, um, there's
1: a squirrel. Yeah.
0: yeah, uh, when did you know coronavirus was going to be this 9 11? Plus
1: plus. Uh, well, well the, the, the first sort of holy shit moment was when the NBA canceled because um, we all knew it was, I think, February 24th. It was right around. Uh, it was end of February. And I mean, everyone knew nobody quite knew what to make of it yet. But we all knew, you know, well, this is weird. Something's coming. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden the NBA says we're not canceled. The NBA is postponing its season. And uh, that was the first time I remember I got the ESPN alert on my phone. And that was the first time I remember thinking, oh, wow, this uh, this might be a thing here. Uh,
0: what was your last normal um, night?
1: Probably, I guess when they came back for the special. I mean, the, the the last normal work thing is when they came back for special session and we all had to go to the Capitol and cover a floor session and do the things that feel like normal legislative coverage. Um, so I guess that's probably it. Yeah. That's the that's the last time I didn't work from my house for sure, which is, you know, a, a slice of normalcy.
0: Um, all right. got to hear it. The Matt, you know, Dixon recommendations, which, you know, I will say, and I've, I've tweeted about it. You did make one of the top five recommendations to me this year. It was yeah. watch cheers. I went back. I started watching cheers. Fantastic. Oh. Television. Um, You know, I just it it never occurred to me to go back and watch Cheers or any of that kind of that kind of show. Like, I just think of Netflix, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna binge Narcos.
1: Well, it's great. I mean, we're all like everyone's in like it's nostalgia world now, so it's like great slices of comfort food going back. We we've recently started watching uh, uh, King of the Hill as well, the old uh, the old cartoon, the old Fox cartoon show. Like old old old, and not even those specifically. My recommendation would be go find some old sitcom from the, go watch Frasier or something. It's just, there's something about it that uh, makes it easier to like, you know, unplug your brain when that moment arrives. Um, I like, I like older, not older. I shouldn't say older TV. Like I love it, but you know, nineties era television.
0: Uh, Anna's always taking picture of photos of you and you're, you seem to be always reading. Uh, like you'll be, or if she'll take a picture, you're in the background reading. I've seen a couple of these yeah. on Instagram. Um, what are you reading right
1: now? Uh, the very stable genius, the book about Trump by the the two Washington Post reporters. So that's uh, it's and it's, they've done a you know very good job of uh, sort of deep diving the administration. I'm only about halfway through it, but that's what I'm uh, I'm working through right now, and I would absolutely recommend it. It's, it's a good book.
0: Perfect. All right, Matt Dixon. Uh, it's been cool. I hope. I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, but were you, me, Spencer, et cetera, all together? Was it two Memorial Day weekends ago? Was that? Uh, I- i actually
1: think it was last year because that's when my my dad was down a year ago for the race remember we, we were down in saint pete for the grand prix my dad was in town and i believe that was just last year so it was about about a year about a year ago
0: i remember we both did playbook and uh, and sunburn from my office one year also oh yeah that was i think july
1: i think that was a july 4th one. you were having a july 4th party and i was down isn't yeah. maybe it's july. we um Hey, right right now you shouldn't mention uh, that that I, at least one point in time I was friends with Spencer. I don't want to get him in trouble.
0: Uh, I, you know, when you, that's <laughs> always in the back of my mind, whenever they make an announcement about a new policy, I'm just like everybody. Kind of realizes that this is Chris Spencer's in charge of the state right now, and you're just like, I don't know if that's right. It's like, what Spencer are you getting that day? Hyper Spencer or Super Hyper Spencer? Uh, no, I
1: think he's. Uh, I think he's. Uh, fit, I, I think. I think he's up to the task.
0: All right, Matt Dixon, we appreciate you coming on today. Have a great weekend. Say hi to your uh, fiance, and we'll talk to you soon. I
1: right, sure will. Thanks, guys. Thank you.